that uh, word why, the, the why questions, right? And so if you look at the handout and you see the uh, questions we're going to look at over the next couple of weeks, um, you know, take those in and, uh, you know, the, the, the focus or the goal of this is to do a couple things. One is to just help you as a follower of Christ out there to be equipped to answer these why questions because they come up. Um, and uh, obviously to answer them for yourself as well. Uh, but most importantly, to uh, also create an invite opportunity. So as you look at the questions over the next two weeks, uh, you'll see, I mean, those are questions that people out there far away from Christ are asking. And so uh, it's an invitation time, right? So go ahead and invite people to come and, as we try to get a handle on these, these why questions. And uh, as we do that, recognize that as we get into the why questions, um, I mean, we're not going to exhaust the answer, right? Uh, I mean, the Packers do play at noon, and uh, you'd like to be out of here, right? So, I mean, we're not, we're not going to be able to exhaust the whole, uh, the whole answer or everything, but, but we are going to be able to give you some just basic biblical insights that you can just, you know, hold on to. You can put hooks on to understand uh, the answer, and you can build, uh, build from there in your own study and the handout and, and those kinds of things, okay? So that's the goal. So today we start out with uh, really talking to folks who are, who are uh, in Christ already in a question that we often have. And that question is, how come I don't always feel uh, God? I don't always feel go. I don't always feel go on God. There you go. I don't always feel go on God. We stretch that a little too long. There is a D there. But um, so why don't we always feel uh, God? And uh, what you need to recognize now as we start into this question uh, remember, we're talking about a difficult thing. We're talking about feelings, right? We're talking about feelings. And uh, we're relating that then to say, well, how come I don't always feel God, right? Now, there's a couple assumptions there. Uh, the assumption, number one, is that you, you can feel God, right? I mean, that there's been a time in your life where, where you have a sense of, of being to relate to the answer and say, yeah, well, I know what, I know what it feels like to, to have God in my life, right? So let's just, let's just ask the question. So how many folks in the room would say that you've had an experience in your life where, where you've come anyway and, and you say, man, I just, I really felt God, I uh, really felt God present. Had that experience? Okay. A lot of you. All right. How about the opposite question? How about we go the opposite way? How many of you have had an experience in your life where you would answer the opposite and say, you know, I've really had that experience where I just don't feel God. I mean, I just feel like God is absent from my life. Had that experience? Yeah, not as many, but, but out there, right? And, and that's the way it is when you get to feelings, right? Because feelings ebb and flow, right? Feelings go up and feelings go down. There's a movement to feelings. Feelings just aren't kind of these constant things. Feelings go up and feelings go down. Husbands, is your wife in menopause? Answer that one, right? You know feelings go up and feelings go down, right? That's the way it works. I mean, feelings, this, this is a difficult question because what we're talking about is these feelings and, and how do you get a handle on feelings, right? Because feelings move and they shift, right? And, and equally, all of us would probably have a different kind of answer about, well, well what does it feel like to, to feel God's presence in that particular moment. I mean, what exactly does that feel like? I mean, is it is it warm and prickly? I mean, it just kind of gives you goosebumps. It just kind of kind of makes you gushy all over. I mean, is that I mean, is that how you define what it feels like 
to say, man, I just really felt God's presence there. Well, if, if that's how you define it, I mean, gosh, first time I kissed a girl, I guess God was present because I was feeling that, right? No, I'm the only one in the room that kissed a girl and felt all warm and prickly and cushy, right? Right? No, I mean, you know, right? I mean, the trouble is, it's, it's feelings, right? It's, it's feelings. Now, in contrast, look what Moses asked for. And now, this is Exodus 33 that we're going to look at. And, and Moses is, is in a conversation with God right after he's been up on the mountainside and he's received the Ten Commandments, right after he's come down from Mount Sinai and he's observed the people of God who have built a golden calf. You remember that experience? And he throws the tablets. And now, you can imagine Moses' feelings have been going up and going down. Right? In this experience. I mean, high point up with God, talking to God, finger of God, writing out those Ten Commandments. Whoa! And then coming down the mountain and golden calf, people worshiping. Oh, bad news. Throw the tablets, right? His feelings had to be going all over the place, right? And, and he has a conversation with God right after that. And here's what he says. If you are pleased with me, teach me more about yourself. Then I can know you. I can continue to please you Remember that the nation is your people. And the Lord replied, I will go with you and I will give you rest. Now notice what Moses is asking for. He's asking for what? That he feels God or that he knows God? He's asking that he knows God. Why? Because his feelings have already been all over the place. And what does he need to know in the midst of the feelings? He needs to know God difference, isn't it? So the trouble for us is when we answer this question, is it's so difficult because of who we are and because our feelings aren't always trustworthy, right? We can't always follow our feelings. Often when we just act and we react to our feelings and we just follow our feelings, it can lead us into big problems. And we have to instead let our reason catch up with our feelings. The trouble with the why question why don't I always feel God's presence is because it relies simply on feeling. And when you rely simply on feelings, then you're going to have the ebb and the flow. You're going to have the up and the down. And there's going to be times when you don't feel God's presence. And we can go through some reasons and experiences of where this, this is why you probably won't feel God's presence, right? So... You need to start by understanding that there's this ebb and flow. And because there's this ebb and flow, it's not unusual for the people of God to go through experiences in their life where they just don't feel God's presence. That's not a foreign thing, right? If you go into the Psalms, the psalmist says, Oh, Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading day by day. Oh, Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you turn your face from me? You get a feeling the guy just says, Wow, God, you're not here. Where are you? I don't feel you, right? So we should just start out there. So because feelings are ebb and flow, the reality is there are going to be seasons and times in our life when we just don't feel God's presence. And there's some specific times and, and reasons for us not to feel his presence, right? Number one is we may not feel his presence just because we expect that feeling to be too much, right? We just expect too much out of that feeling, Right? I mentioned my first kiss, you know. If I would have went into that first kiss experiencing, expecting 
fireworks and rockets to go off and all that kind of stuff to happen, I would have been really disappointed because I got to tell you, it was really nice and I felt all warm and cushy and all that stuff. But, I mean, there wasn't fireworks. It was good. Yeah, I'd do it again. But there wasn't fireworks, right? No, well, because I would have been expecting too much from that experience, right? I just would have been expecting too much. And a lot of times, we, we just expect too much of what that feeling ought to be because we're looking to the feeling. That, 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 what does it really feel like to just feel God's presence? And for some people, that feeling just has to be off the charts kind of thing. In John 6, Jesus is having dialogue with folks, and they do this, this kind of feeling thing. They say, listen, Jesus says, this is the only work God wants uh, from you. Believe in the one who has sent me. So what is he asking them to do? He wants them to believe, right? Notice their response. They answered, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What do they want? Well, they, they want a miraculous feeling, right? Oh, wow. Give us a wow moment, you know? Just give us that wow moment, Jesus, and then we'll believe, right? Just like overwhelm us with do something really off the charts incredible. And when you do that off the charts incredible thing, then we'll know and we'll say, oh, wow, awesome. You the man, right? But they need the miraculous. See, when we trust our feelings to validate God's presence, sometimes we get in trouble because we just think it ought to feel a certain way. And that certain way is just too much. That it's too big of an expectation that somehow it ought to be the fireworks and just this incredible presence, you know, that we ought to have every single time we feel God's presence kind of that burning bush kind of moment. And that's just not realistic. That's just not within the realm of realistic for us as we walk with Christ. Sometimes we don't feel God's presence simply because we just are distracted. And here's a great episode to illustrate that. From the Gospel of Luke, Luke, it's when Jesus goes to uh, Mary and Martha's house, right? You probably know the story. It says, Jesus' disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, and they came to a certain village where there was a woman named Martha, and they welcomed, welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listened to what he taught, but Martha was what? Help me out. She was, thank you, distracted. Yeah, she was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. So here Martha has the presence of Jesus in her house. Literally, she has the presence of the Lord uh, in her house. But she misses his presence. Why? Because she is distracted. She's just too busy. I mean, after all, she's got a big dinner to go. Got to get the muffins in the oven. I mean, this is a big blowout. And the Lord is here. Got to put out the big spread. Got to make sure the bathroom's clean. I mean, this is busy stuff. She's distracted. She's just distracted by the busyness. Isn't that what happens? That, that we don't always feel God's presence because we're just distracted. We're, we're just so busy. We're just so preoccupied with everything else that's filling our day and everything else that's filling our thoughts and everything else that's consuming our feelings. And so we'll go through a period of just not feeling the Lord's presence because we just haven't even stopped to give ourselves time to feel it. That we're just so distracted and so busy. Sometimes we don't feel the Lord's presence uh, because our life is just hard. And we've gotten hardened. 
that the experiences that we're going through are just hard experiences. They're, they're difficult. Look at Matthew 13. Jesus quotes the prophet Isaiah, and he says, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. Why? For the hearts of these people are hardened. Do you see that? And their eyes cannot hear, and they have closed their their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their heart cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. What's going on? They just are in a hard time. It's just really hard. And whatever's going on in their life is so hard that it's just hardened them to the presence of God. And that happens. I mean, it just happens. We, we go through some really challenging and difficult things in life because we live in a broken world, and, and it, we're under attack every day. And, and sometimes it's just darn hard. And, and the hardness of it just seems to overwhelm us. And when we get overwhelmed with that, when we focus on the hardness of it, then we just can't feel God's presence. Amen? Is that the way it is? The reality is we don't always feel God because we're walking through life and life itself has its own challenges and it brings its own hardness. And that can take hold of us. And that can overwhelm our thinking. It can overwhelm the way we feel. Sometimes we don't feel God's presence just because we continue to allow a sin to continue in our life. That, that, that we got something going on in our life that we know is contrary to God and we just let that sin continue in our lives instead of confronting that sin, repenting of it, and getting in a right relationship again with God, right? Now, it, it doesn't mean that God stopped loving us. It doesn't mean that we've stopped loving God. It doesn't mean we're not a Christian anymore. It, but it does mean that we're stuck in this experience of just continuing in this behavior that we know is just pleasing to God. And, and as we continue in that behavior, we're creating distance between us and God. And the more we continue in that sinful behavior, the more distance we create in our relationship with Christ. And then we just say, wait, we turn around and say, wait, I just, I don't feel like he's present. Yeah, you won't. Give me an illustration. You know, I'm married, got my wonderful wife, uh, Jill, right? But, but, you know, we got a great marriage going on. But what happens if I go home and I just start, you know, talking her down? What happens if I go home and I just start ridiculing her? Well, do you think that's going to probably create some distance in our relationship? Well, it's still married, but it's going to create some distance in our relationship. Well, what happens if I keep doing that for like two weeks long? What happens in the third week if I not only talk her down, I start insulting her publicly, but I also start looking around at other women? And she sees that and knows that. Is that going to create more distance in our relationship? Absolutely. We're still married. <laughs> But all of a sudden, there's distance developing in our relationship. Why? Because I'm continuing in a sinful behavior that is contrary to edifying our relationship. Well, that's the same experience with us and God, right? That, that if we're continuing in this behavior, then it stands a reason that our relationship is going to get distance. And, and yeah, we're just not going to feel. We're just not going to feel God's presence because we put a barrier between us and God. You with me? 
And here's the biggest one. And I think this is the biggest one in all of the list of, of why we don't always feel God's presence. The, the reality is we don't always feel God's presence because we're not always in the relationship with the real God. That instead we're in relationship with the God that we want God to be. Right? That, that we create an understanding of what God ought to be, of how God ought to act, of what God ought to do in our life, and what God shouldn't expect of us in our life. That we create this God that makes us really comfortable. And we like to have that real presence of that kind of God, but the trouble is that's not the real God. And so we don't always feel the presence of God because we're really not in relationship with the real God. We're in relationship with this fictional God that we create. If you go into John 7, you can see that experience taking place. It says, some of the people who lived in Jerusalem started to ask each other, isn't this the man they are trying to kill? But here he is, speaking in public. And they say nothing to him. Could our leaders possibly believe that he is the Messiah? Now look what happens. But how could he be? How could he be? For we know where this man comes from. When the Messiah comes, he will simply appear. No one will know where he comes from. What they just do? Well, they just decided how God ought to act and what God ought to do. And so therefore, this guy, Jesus, can't be the Messiah because after all, God is supposed to act this way. The Messiah is supposed to come this way, God's supposed to do what I expect God to do. And a lot of people don't feel God's presence because they're just in a relationship with a false God. And what we have to do is be tuned in to the real God. If you want to experience this presence of God, understand the presence of God, you've got to be tuned into the real God. And you've got to be ready to just receive who God is. Not, not the God you want him to be, but who God is really is. Let me give you an illustration. Some of you uh, may remember uh, what this thing is, right? Do you remember what this thing is? Yeah, I mean, didn't they used to carry, you know, something like this was the, was the deal, right? Yeah, and if you really want to blow your mind, on this thing, there's a, uh, a radio. Do you remember radios? Yeah, on this thing, there is a, is a radio, right? But there's something about radios, right? In order to get something out of this thing, right, on the radio, you have to make sure you have the radio tuned in to a station. So they got this big dial over here called tuning, right? Now, now what happens if you don't put the dial in the right place? Right? You don't get nothing because you're not tuned in to the, to the real station, right? You've got to get the dial dialed in. To the right station. And even before that, once you get it dialed into the right station, you got to make sure you have something else going on with this radio, right? This radio has a huge problem. What's missing from this radio? It's long, it's silver, it should be up here. Yeah, you got to have the antenna, right? This radio doesn't have an antenna. If it doesn't have an antenna and the antenna isn't out, it's not going to receive the frequency. It's not going to receive What's, what's out there filling up the air, right? Well, this is the same principle in terms of feeling God's presence. Why don't you feel God's presence? Well, you may not be tuned into the real God. Yeah, I mean, you just may not be wired in. You may not be 
be, be zoned in to the real God. And, and you may not walk through the day with your antenna out to receive what the real God wants to reveal about himself in that day. You say, well, how do I do that? How do, how do I, I don't remember radios, but how do I get tuned in to the real God? You know the answer. You know the answer. You're going to hear it all the time. You hear it all the time here, right? You've got to be dialed in. You've got to be tuned in. What does that mean? You've got to open up his word. You've got to open up his word. You've got to be in the Bible every single day, right? You want, you want to feel the presence of God? Be in his word every single day. You want to feel the presence of God? Be in his word every single day. Be with his people every single week, right? Be in a small group on a regular basis. Get other Christians around you so they can speak into your life and be here in worship. Be here in worship and have that experience because he promises where two or three are, are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. That's a promise. So if, if you want to get tuned into the real God and, and be more consistent in feeling God's presence, then you got to just make sure you're the right kind of radio. You with me? That's the way it works, right? So sometimes we just don't experience or feel the presence of God because we're just not doing the things that get us tuned in to receive the real God. It, with John 7, Jesus came back and said, uh, You know me, and you know where I come from, but I'm not here on my own. The one who sent me is true, and you don't know him, but I know him because I come from him, and he sent me to you. What's his point? Listen, if you get tuned in, if you get into the Word, and you experience Jesus every day, you're going to feel the presence of God so much more often. Right? Even though we can't trust our feelings all the time going to feel the presence of God so much more often. What's going on? Well, there's some promises around this, this question of why don't we feel God's presence? Well, we've gone through a number of reasons why we don't sometimes feel God's presence, right? So what's the promises that we need to rely on regardless of whether we feel his presence or we don't feel his presence? First of all, it's just to know that God is available and he wants to be known by us. We just need to know that. Remember what Moses was asking for in the beginning? He was saying, God, I want to know you. Not just I want to feel you. I want to know you. We just need to know this. We just need to remind ourselves and know that God is present and God wants to reveal himself to us. It says in Jeremiah, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you. See, he's just offering the path. He's saying, listen. If, if you just get tuned in, then, then I am here and I am ready to reveal myself to you on a regular and consistent basis. We just need to know that God is available to us. And we need to know that his availability is for our everyday life. Not just Sunday when we get together in this room, but everyday life. In Exodus, you got Moses talking with God, and, and God replies to Moses and says, Moses, listen, I will personally go with you. And I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Isn't that an awesome statement? I will personally go with you. God is saying, listen, I, not only do I want you to know me, but you, you need to know I am absolutely committed to you. And that's what he is. He, he showed us in his son Jesus that he is absolutely committed to each one of us. That when we receive Christ, we receive that knowledge of not only what God has done for us, but that God is absolutely committed to us every single day, whether you feel him or don't feel him. His commitment to you does not change, right? Whether you feel him or don't feel him, his commitment to your life every single day, every single moment doesn't change. Jesus affirms that 
He says in John 14, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Do you hear that? Who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. This is God's commitment to us. We just need to know that, right? We just need to know that. Whether we feel him or don't feel him, we just need to know God is absolutely committed to our everyday. And if you're in that experience where you're just really in the doldrums and you're just really, you know, man, I just don't feel God's presence. I just, I just don't know what's going on. I just don't feel as close to him. Here's a hint for you. Turn around and look behind. Right? Look behind. Yeah, this is a great experience. So Moses is with God in Exodus and he's saying, listen, I just, I just need to know you. I just need to know you. And, and finally, God relents, and God says, Moses, I'll do this for you. I'm going to put you in a crevice in the rocks here, and then I'm going to walk past. I'm going to cover your, your eyes with my hand, but I'm going to reveal myself to you so you know me. Right? Here's the way it goes. Towards the end, it says, As my glorious presence passes by, I will hide you in the crevice of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and let let you see me from behind, but my face will not be seen. It's kind of an interesting picture, isn't it, what God exposes to him? What do you think? Yeah, but there's a, there's a lesson there, right? But what's the lesson? If you're in a position where you're questioning God's presence in your life, you just don't know it, not only don't feel it, you just don't know it, take a breath and look behind. Look behind. Look backward to the experiences where God has been there for you. Look backward to the experiences where God has absolutely and utterly been there in your life. And you'll know. You see, when we depend on our feelings, our feelings are going to go up and our feelings are going to go down. And we're going to have moments in our life where we say, man, God is really nearby. And we're going to have moments in our life when God seems so far away. The difference is, We can know, we can know that God is absolutely committed to us, that he is absolutely part of every day of our life. And if we need reassurance, we can just look backwards and see how God has been there in the past and know he doesn't change. Let's pray. Father, thank you that we can trust you. Thank you that uh, it's not about whether our feelings are up or down, but... uh, It's about your commitment to us and uh, who you are, not about us. So we just pray today, confirm in our minds, confirm in our hearts uh, that in those times when we're down and you seem so distant, uh, that it's just not true, that you're committed to us and uh, that your commitment is changeless. So just confirm that we can just uh, know you as a real God. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.